Broadcasting live from the Business Radio X studios in Atlanta, Georgia, it's time for Atlanta Business Radio, spotlighting the city's best businesses and the people who lead them. Hello, everybody, and welcome once again to another exciting and informative edition of Atlanta Business Radio. Thank you so much for joining us. I'm your host today, Ryan Redhawk McPherson. And as always, we're broadcasting from the beautiful Regis Executive Suites here at One Glen Lake Plaza in sensational Sandy Springs. Make sure you're connected with us on social media at Twitter, at Business Radio X on Twitter, and you can follow the show at Atlanta BIZ Radio, Atlanta Biz Radio, to stay updated on who our guests are and what they are sharing with you. Today is a special announcement. Announcement show. We're very excited to welcome to the studio Mr. Justin Barnes. Good morning, Justin. Thank you, Ryan. Great to be here, my friend. Yes, good to see you again, as you are not unfamiliar with the <laughs> network at all. No. Uh, but you've got some exciting news to share with our audience today. Let's have it. Uh, what do you got for us? Sure. Now, it's great to be here and broadcasting on the Business Radio X network, as well as the Healthcare Now radio network. Uh, you guys are great partners, and so I wanted to make sure I used uh, this opportunity and certainly your network and the Healthcare Now radio network to announce uh you know, kind of my next uh, my next new world. Uh, very excited. Uh, I've actually we just announced today that I'll be partner and chief growth officer for iHealth Innovations. iHealth is a new company that has been formed uh, by bringing two um, existing leaders in the industry together to really uh, focus on navigating care providers to the future of healthcare. So it's a very big topic. Uh, we're covering a lot of ground, but uh, healthcare and care providers specifically need more help than ever before. And uh, we're going to step up and make it happen. Well, you are one of the best known thought leaders in the health IT space. And so, but you've had your hand in a lot of different arenas. Why this? Why now for you? Yeah, great point. And thank you, Ryan. I guess when you look at, uh, back over my career, I spent a lot of time, certainly in the last 15 years, focused on helping care providers navigate the future of healthcare. And, and not just strategically and tactically with innovation and services, but also spending a lot of time recently uh, and even the past 10 years on Capitol Hill, working mm -hmm. with the administration, the presidents, uh, as well as uh, Congress uh, and, and a lot of their staff. And so I've uh, been able to help create some legislation, fix legislation, um, and hopefully uh, create a little bit better of an operating environment for all of us to become kind of better stewards of healthcare. Right. Uh, not only... Um, policy that will help enable value-based care and a more efficient, effective healthcare system longer term uh, and hopefully stabilize the rate of growth. We'll never decrease how much we spend in healthcare, I don't believe, but we can at least stabilize at the rate that healthcare is growing. So let's stabilize that rate of growth. And okay. so that's really where I'm focused. And so when you look out uh, and you see all that we have to do as patients, what we have to do as care providers, what we have to do from the policy side uh, and bringing all that together mm -hmm. so we can hopefully create a smarter, sustainable healthcare system here in the country. No, it certainly needs to be done, uh, not only for the end consumer, but for the uh, organizations out there as well. And, and sharing of information, I think, is really at the crux of a lot of these problems, right? You know, the, we're changing light speed. The healthcare industry is at light speed. Yeah. But how do we share those information that we gather yeah. with those partners of an industry? Yeah, and I think there's you got to align uh, some of the standards out there, which was around, around interoperability and data sharing. You've got to um, educate people and what needs to be shared uh, from a standpoint of um, for, for care coordination and, and what information should be kept private and what information should be shared for the benefit of the consumer, uh, which is the patient now, but we call them consumers because they truly are consuming healthcare and they're paying for more of their health than they ever before. So we call them consumers. Uh, but then also you have to look at the population health and what can we do as a community, as a society, and as a population to really begin to get our healthcare under control uh, personally, uh, but then also um, professionally from the standpoint of how we manage it uh, and how we hopefully, again, can stabilize the rate of growth of the cost. So you look at all of that and you bring it together. 
uh, it's just a great opportunity for people to step up. And that's kind of what I've done. I've brought a team together and we've really stepped up to begin to tackle this. Yeah, let's talk about your team a little bit. Who else has joined you in this endeavor at iHealth? So brought together uh, several. We actually got some great investment partners, but then also, very importantly, got some other great entrepreneurs out there. Uh, one gentleman is Venkat Sharma, who's been a very successful uh, entrepreneur several times over. And um, he's got just a great breadth and depth of experience and great leadership. Uh, and then also Sriram uh, Mantha, who is a great uh, leader from the New York area. Uh, and really, so uh, uh, Venkat is actually out of Louisville. Um, Sriram is out of New York. Uh, and I'm out of Atlanta. So mm-hmm. we kind of, we actually set up, uh, technically, I don't think we really have a headquarters, but we set up operations in all these c- these three cities and these three states uh, with actually other offices across the country in Florida and Texas and so forth. So really looking at uh, almost com- community-based support, a lot needs to be done, a lot um, personally that you have to kind of step into. And so we're kind of actually geographically diverse to be able to cover that kind of ground for our country. And I see us expanding, obviously, to the West Coast uh, at, in due time. Yeah. And you are the chief growth uh, officer there. So yeah. it's up to you to grow yes. this organization. Yeah. What are some of your short-term strategies and long-term strategies for iHealth? Sure. I think initially was to kind of pull together these organizations. So when we create uh, iHealth Solutions was out of Louisville, DNA Health was out of uh, New York, uh, Piscataway, New Jersey specifically, uh, and I'm out of Atlanta. So really pulling together these three organizations and creating one umbrella called iHealth. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's really kind of the very first step was bringing these organizations together. We've been doing that over the last couple of months. Uh, and then also putting the right growth aspects and engine in place. And so very happy that that's coming together uh, today. Actually, even before I walked into studio today, I was on a, on a growth call and, and mm-hmm. getting the team organized uh, and educated, and then also um, getting a lot of our uh, services and innovations kind of packaged up to uh, to move to market. So that's really where our initial focus are. We will be moving out to, to market here over the coming weeks. Um, a lot uh, in the industry that is um, obviously very fertile for us and kind of and ready for us. So very mm-hmm. excited about the next step. Good. And, and for those listeners who may have just joined, we're talking with Justin Barnes. He's exciting, uh, mm-hmm. sharing exciting news here today about the health IT industry. And now he joins iHealth as the chief growth officer. Um, so what are these challenges you're expecting to encounter over the next several months and, 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 and beyond as you yeah. grow? Sure. I, I guess the biggest thing and I, the biggest challenge that I see is um, is opportunity for us, but the challenge overall in the industry is care providers need help navigating through all this myriad of legislation, regulation, policy, uh, incentives, um, uh, even um, red tape, uh, and, and just basically navigating how they're going to move their business forward. Uh, they're getting reimbursement cuts left and right, but new payment models are being um, uh, uh, shared with them, and, mm-hmm. and they're being approached. So. What we're trying to do is, hey, you need help. We're here to certainly assist you. We're here to handhold you, walk you through fee-for-service, which is the current model today, to value-based care and to accountable care or whatever model that you want to go forward. It might be just as simple as, hey, I want to join a patient-centered medical home or a federally qualified health center, or I want to um, become a rural health clinic, or even more so, we want to tackle MACRA coming late this fall when the new regulations get uh, get proposed, or they're actually proposed, but when they get finalized, we're pretty sure it's going to come out officially, and, and you're going to have this new um, these new payment structures around value-based care uh, rolling out um, January 1st. Mm-hmm. And so this fall is really when everybody's going to start to get ready. So we want to be walking those care providers through those steps and, and uh, those next processes, or if they want to start an ACO, um, or just manage a, they're called a DISRIP, or a Delivery System Reform Incentive Payment Model, mm-hmm. we'll help them with that, with their hospital. So uh, all those types of um, new structures that are coming out, we want to help those care providers navigate that. And these new fee structures that are coming out, these new services that are being provided, Mm -hmm. is this consumer-driven or is it being mandated by the government? 
Probably a little bit of both. I mean, it is it is heavily mandated from a standpoint um, of the federal government. However, a lot of these individual programs were actually started up in the private sector through commercial payers. So so it goes hand in hand sometimes with Medicare and Medicaid. But the private payers, the Blues plans and Aetna's and Humana's, they all have these type of plans as well. Mm -hmm. So you look at over that. Now, we as consumers are also driving a lot of this because of high deductible health plans. We're paying more for health care than ever before. So, you know, this is kind of a tsunami coming all together. Uh, But again, it creates opportunity. Um, It certainly creates angst. And that's what we want to do. I want to step in, use my experience, my knowledge, my expertise on how to navigate healthcare, And I want to handhold these health systems and these practices through the next steps. It's not difficult. It is a lot of work, but everything in life worth anything is a lot of work. (laughs) Very true. The way it is. Very true. And and the consumer these days is much more educated, even when it comes to their health care. They know what's available, what's out there when they're overpaying or not getting services they need. So uh, attracting the educated consumer is is even more difficult these days. Yeah, no, it, it, very, very true. And what's kind of, when we were, I was with my, in my Greenway days, we always said, let's ensure, and this goes across a lot of companies though, let's ensure that we use the consumer as much as possible. They have the cheapest resource in healthcare. Like they will input information and they know a lot about their healthcare. We, we sometimes look past that, but they mm-hmm. are tremendous resources. We need to make sure that we're capturing what's in their head. They know what medications they're on traditionally. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and let's pull all that in. So when a care provider gets access to a medical record, it's a true longitudinal medical record that includes all your patient health information. Right. Uh, and then the patient and the physician can verify it, you know, mm-hmm. but instead of having, you know, the, the nurse or the physician have to go through and document all that, the patient should be used to your point. So no, a very valuable uh, resource for right. sure. And so what is a typical client going to look like for iHealth Solutions? Who is going to be the one knocking on your door saying, I need your services? So we have actually about 150 customers today, several very large health systems across the country, but also a lot of individual practices. Right. Uh, so the average customer will probably be twofold. On the hospital side, it's going to be a, um, a large delivery system who is probably uh, more Medicaid-focused right now because we do the district program, which is specifically uh, in New York, Massachusetts, New Jersey, Alabama, uh, Texas, California, and Kansas. Okay. And so all of those states uh, have this me- Medicaid ACO type of program called DISRIP, a Delivery System Reform Incentive Payment. So we help those hospitals in those states, a little, little inner city, uh, transition to value-based care and participate and get those payments. So that's a big focus of ours on the hospital side. Right. So you the, help them provide that transition, though, when yes. they're taking one sort of payment, they've that's been on right. this model all along, right. now they're going to adopt this new model. Yes. That transition is just not something they can do on their own no. easily overnight. No. It takes a, uh, some experts and some teams like you. You got it. So it takes revenue cycle management, and we call it revenue cycle performance support. We're really looking at their billing and collections and make sure they're optimized there, looking out over their population health, how they coordinating mm-hmm. care, how are they managing, um, connecting their patients and with all the caregivers uh, out in the community? So we do a lot of that communication. It's called care, called care coordination, but specifically the overall population health uh, and really, really create a healthier population so the hospital can create can keep more of the payment that they're getting from the state or the federal government. Yeah. And, you know, one thing that I am big on and have been lately as I look to keep myself healthier and happier is the wellness care of all side of this. People want to go to the doctor when they're sick, when there's something wrong. Um, How can we as regular consumers, you know, implement wellness care into our daily lives? Well, so that's twofold. So again, and that kind of picks up the second half of what we're doing on the practice side. And also this does transition over to the hospital side, but specifically on the practice side, uh, very soon under under this new legislation called MACRA, the Medicare Access and Cheap Reauthorization Act of 2015, when that gets rolled out uh, beginning of 2017, mm-hmm. uh, we're going to see payments to care providers, certainly capturing a quality metrics, metrics of ha- patients getting healthier. So back to your point of wellness. Wellness care. Exactly. So patient uh, 
providers will be paid based on that wellness. Okay. Um, but but and so what we'll do before I dive over to the patient side. So yeah. on the eye health side, we will make sure that care providers are ready for that value based care. They, they can capture the right quality metrics. They have the right care coordination strategies in house, no matter how small or how large mm-hmm. they need to be. Uh, and then they're, they're truly managing their overall population health. So when they get a payment, they can keep more of that payment. It's not going out towards costs. It's it, so they're keeping the payment based on wellness of their population. Mm-hmm. So that really answers your question at a high level. Yes. We do that on the practice side and the hospital side. But now on the consumer side. We're incented uh, because we are paying more of our health care. Almost every single population um, is paying more for their health care than ever before. So we're naturally incented to say, you know what? I got to create a healthier me however I can do that, whether it's eating better, whether eating better, whether yep. it's watching my salt intake, my sugar, processed foods intake. Um, maybe I got to exercise a little bit more. Mm-hmm. I got to watch my blood pressure. I got to watch my diabetes counts. There's a lot that we can do as individuals and take a personal stake because if you do not, and I just had this, I just got back from a, a little... Uh, downtime before I <clears throat> went on this big launch here. Uh, but I spent a lot of time last week talking to people, even when I was on vacation, about the importance of focusing on your health. You are going to pay more in the future if you don't take care of yourself, no, yeah. whether it's for insurance, whether it's medication, it's going to cost you more. So you're going to be naturally incented to take care of yourself. So that's kind of the wellness piece yes. that we all feel. Right. And you got to educate them. You got to teach people how to do it. And and you want to go on a wellness plan, yeah. a wellness care plan, <clears throat> but you don't want to be left out there wondering if it's working or not. So you right. have to go get checked in with your doctor you do. and, and everything along those lines. So, uh, so I health. Um, Solutions, LLC. Justin Barnes is going to be the chief growth officer over there. He's got a great team around him providing those solutions that uh, large organizations need as well as some of those smaller um, organizations need into transitioning to value-based medicine care, right? You got it. Very good. So in the second part of this conversation, I'd like to talk a little bit more about the entrepreneurial side of things. So this isn't your first rodeo, right? You've done some of these things before. What have you learned in the past that's making this kind of transition a little easier for you this time? Yeah, and actually, it's probably making it a lot easier from a standpoint of um, just learning over the last 20 years of being an entrepreneur, kind of right out of the gate. And uh, uh, just looking at what do I want to do? Uh, what are, follow, first of all, follow your passions. Okay. And so that's kind of my advice. I do mentor a lot of people in this, you know, nationally, but also here in the community in Atlanta. And uh, the number one is to follow your passions. Because if you don't have a true drive to get out of bed every single morning, put your foot on the ground and begin to go, it's going to be a tough road. Mm-hmm. Uh, and sex, success could be harder to come so by. Find so, your true passion first find, and foremost. Yeah, find your true yeah, passion right. and whatever it is. And then just give it heck, you know what? And uh, And also, you know, number two is, Look for the right team to put around you. It's not about me. It's not about I. Uh, it is truly about a true team. Uh, and that is one thing that um, I've been extremely fortunate. Uh, starting even off of my early HBO McKesson days, I had a couple of great partners, new people who, there who mentored me and they still mentor me to this day, actually. Okay. Uh, but then also when we we peeled off of McKesson and we started a company called uh, Healings, which now we, we renamed Relay Health and, and actually McKesson bought that. Uh, I had a phenomenal team there. A phenomenal team at Greenway, and again um, now with uh, with iHealth have a terrific team, and that was that. It really took me two years. I mean, I didn't think I was going to retire after uh, my Greenway days, but um, I took a couple years off to really recharge the batteries. Wanted to do more board work, and I will still continue to keep stay on some corporate boards and, and do that because I love to help and kind of to spread around uh, my knowledge. But then also. Uh, and, and, and really meet new people and, and learn from other boards because that's where I get a lot of my knowledge from and, and continue to learn. Uh, but then also, um, it took me two years to really find uh, the right team. And, and I mentioned earlier on in this uh, discussion that I uh, also uh, partnered with, uh, with an investment company called Fulcrum Equity Partners. And Fulcrum, 
uh, is a very visionary, strategic investor. Uh, and it's a group here in Atlanta, uh, and they really spend time looking at the right value type of investments and also the right teams to come into play to lead those investments. And so you know, not only did I feel like I partnered with them, Fulcrum, for this iHealth investment, but also uh, partnered, you mentioned uh, Venkat and Sriram uh, for their organization. So again, it's all about uh, team. So passion in team. Uh, and then, you know, you, you wouldn't guess this part, but a lot of hard work, a lot of hard thought yeah. and a lot of hard work. Nothing comes easy. Uh, early morning, late nights, whatever it takes, you get it done. No excuses and failure is not an option. Right. But it, again, you, you've had success in the past and you've, you've, you've kind of reached a certain level of success m many dream of. Mm -hmm. So you didn't have to make this journey into iHealth Solutions this time. Right. Uh, it wasn't like your back was against the wall. You wanted to do this. Yes. You, you've, you were passionate about this. You saw a good team in place already and mm -hmm. they were solving a need. Mm -hmm. And so that's kind of what made you chase this dream again, right? Yeah. I think my true passion is to create a healthier uh, population and create a smarter, sustainable healthcare system in America. It is not sustainable today. And it's not a really smart healthcare system today. Yeah. So my passion lies as, as seriously as creating a smarter, sustainable healthcare system in America. So until that's done, I don't see me slowing down. Yeah. I mean, I, I will do this venture and, and I'm sure we'll have a great time with it. Uh, we'll try to take a little bit of time off and recharge again and probably go back at it again. Right. So. right you're right. America has a health <laughs> problem right yes, now. Yes, we do. And we need more healthy people. We do. And that all begins with you as the individual yes. and making sure that uh, you have a plan for your wellness and, and then beyond from there. Mm -hmm. And so, um, and so uh, entrepreneurial, again, back to that uh, conversation. Um, and, and so what were some first steps that you took and then you maybe could advise others to take when they have their idea and they know they want to start a business, yeah. but you just don't wake up and, and say, hello, I got a new business. Right. What are some of those early first steps that someone could take? Yeah, it really is um, doing, make sure that you're doing the right research to, to truly believe uh, and know that you're solving a problem. Yes. People, it's not just about a great idea. It's what problem are you solving? Now, once in a while, you get a flyer that does really well, just a cool idea. That's great. God mm -hmm. bless them. Mm -hmm. However, most of us, um, I'm not that smart. So it's more of what problems truly exist out there and, and what can we do uh, as a team mm -hmm. um, to solve those problems? And so that's the biggest uh, that's the biggest first item. And then the next step would be to find how are you going to get it to market? Yeah. Um, it might not be raising millions of dollars. I mean, today it's actually cheaper and less expensive. I mean, I think we're spending less in this venture than we've ever spent on a venture to go to market. So yeah. there's a, there's a, is, you can do it much more efficiently. Uh, I say it's working, you know, smart, not as hard. So you got to be, you work as smart as possible. You might only need 250K, 500K, a million dollars to start a business. We're back in the day, 20, yes. 50, 80 million dollars right. to start a business. Right. And so, you know, it, so those are the kind of things where kind of day one, focus, solve a problem, mm -hmm. uh, get the right team in place and then put the right strategy and in And then place. get out there and start servicing the, the consumer, right? You, you, your idea may be great, but if you don't well, get it out there in front of people. Yeah, so that's actually another great, I'm glad you brought that up. Is The other thing is, do something and do it really, really well. Do it better than anybody else. Because if you just, if you're kind of spread across the entire industry, you're probably going to get beat by individual niche players across the board. Yes. Focus on something, do it really, really well, lead the industry, then do another piece and then keep on adding on. But you got to do something, one, two or three things really, really well and yeah. be the very best. And right. that's how you grow. And separate yourself from the others out there because there's it. a lot of noise out there. There's a lot of players in this space and everybody has dreams, but you want your dreams to come true. It does take hard work. It takes a good team and it, it's all driven by the passion. If yeah. you're not passionate about it, um, 
You may be successful, but you won't enjoy it as much as if you are uh, passionate about that for sure. And then uh, let's talk about Atlanta. How is it important for you? You're one of Atlanta's adopted sons yes, now, yes, right? You're, yes. We're proud to have you as part Thank of you. the ecosystem here, and yeah. you're doing great things overall for the city. But starting your business and launching your business here in Atlanta yeah. is probably very important as well. Well, Atlanta is a phenomenal ecosystem for healthcare, health IT. I think that we still have more than uh, 300 companies focused on healthcare and health IT here in the metro area. So, I mean, just a phenomenal uh, ecosystem for growth and for building the team. I mean, my almost my entire talent base for certainly the growth side of my business is out of Atlanta uh, and we'll keep that and we'll just continue to grow it. So I think from a from a base, it's fantastic uh, from a base of operations and flight and travel. Yeah, it's a great We're an international destination exactly. city. Yeah, 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 you can get anywhere in the world. Yes, you can. From our, uh, almost our, a one direct flight. Yes, yeah. just about. So. And, and then the resources here, too, yeah. uh, connecting with other partners of industry, other business uh, minded folks. I, I think that's just a, a pool that's very deep. Here in yeah, Atlanta no, well. from from academia to other companies, large and small, um, and, uh, and and just the talent base of people that have kind of spit off the last twenty years from the McKessons of the world and uh, and other companies like Allscripts and, and NextGen and, and Greenway and, yes. and all these companies that have large operations here in Athena and Equinoworks, they'll have great operations here. They all kind of come here because we had this great ecosystem, but now there's a lot of educated resources in our community. Yeah, no doubt about it. Atlanta's growing, and it's because of guys like Justin Barnes here. It's because of upstart companies just like IT our mm-hmm. iHealth solutions. Yep. Uh, so we want to make sure we continue to support that here at Atlanta Business Radio. Highlight those good people and good organizations out there making a difference in our city here today. And when you're talking about healthcare, you're making a difference in individuals' lives. Yeah. You know, in their, in their pocketbooks, we in are. their exactly. overall health, in their overall just, you know, quality of life. So you are making a difference for sure. So what's next for you and, and uh, iHealth uh, yeah. solutions. Oh, what's the next kind of benchmark you're yeah. going to look toward to say, you know what, we, we're doing the right thing here. Yeah, no, thank you. So actually, I do want to clarify, our new iHealth Solutions was a company that we kind of acquired. Okay. Too. So it's iHealthInnovations.com. 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 Okay. So I, but we just call it iHealth now. iHealth. But iHealthInnovations. But no relation to iApple or anything. Just no. I. No. Yeah. Correct. <laughs> um, so I think that really the big next step is to go to market. Um, mm-hmm. And like I said, we have 150 customers already. So it's really not you know, we've already proven ourselves, but now it's kind of take the next step. Find uh, new customers. And find, yeah, yeah, and, and new markets. And, and also really just, again, the whole, when macro, when this legislation uh, and this regulation, I should say, hits in early 2017, hopefully, I think January 1st, uh, we want to make sure care providers are ready and hospitals are ready. And again, they're already forming accountable care organizations and they're already participating in these disrupt these delivery system reform and sense of payment programs. They're already participating in federally qualified health centers and PCMHs. Mm-hmm. And so we want to make sure that care providers continue to make those strides in that direction and they are successful and they thrive. We yes. don't want people just to survive. We want them to thrive. So the big next step is to focus on that handholding and walking them and navigating through all of these next steps that they need, really taking them from fee-for-service where healthcare is today into value-based care confidently. All right. So we look forward to more great things uh, from iHealth going forward, and yeah. not only yourself, but uh, this, is, this is a great thing. And, Thank you. And uh, one of the final questions here as we begin to wrap up in our last few minutes, you know, on your program, which I often host, yes. or, or oh, yeah. for you, yeah, you, you ask a question all the time. You're known for it. Yeah. I think you even run shows just yes. with this one question. So I've yeah. got to ask you. Sure. What is your favorite place to go or to get inspired? Uh, really, for me, it's water. Uh, it's either the ocean or the lake. Uh, I do. Um, I spend a lot of time out on the water. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, wherever it could be, it's going to be down in Florida. It could be um, off our coast somewhere, or it uh, could just be up in Lake Lanier in Georgia. But I spend a lot of time 
up there. It's kind of where I recharge. I like to wake up in the morning over the water. Um, it, I, I read, like I educate myself mm-hmm. there and just find that my mind and my um, my thoughts uh, just kind of crystallize. My mind is wide open. And, and you think with so, water, were you born on the coast or born in the not. water? No. I was not. What is it about? Or when did you first realize this is a place that you really I think love? my mother spent a lot of time. She worked a lot, but when she had a free moment, she would now then take us to the beach a lot. Yeah. Lived, you know, we lived outside of Boston. Yeah. So spent, we would spend time. I think that was the beginning um, times where I just kind of looked and uh, kind of recharged. And then when I started to, gr- when I grew up and then the, when, you know, times got, you know, very stressful, we're starting these companies uh, and I needed just decompression areas, mm-hmm. I found myself going to the water. Uh, and so I think that's where it just kind of picked up. And then I became much more deliberate uh, in, uh, in my pursuit of, right. of downtime. Now you do it every chance you get. I do. And do you see yourself <laughs> retiring to a Florida beach house one day? Um, probably not a beach house, but probably putting a, a larger size boat on the water down there in Florida. Okay, somewhere, yeah. somewhere. But you will always find Justin Atlanta. Uh, down there uh, yeah. by the water or yeah. working hard at uh, iHealth or out and about in Atlanta yeah. helping other businesses and entrepreneurs grow. Yeah. So, uh, so thank you so much, Justin, for joining us here today. Tell our listeners how they can get in touch with you both professionally and personally. Sure. Sure. So uh, I, as we just talked about, our new uh, company, iHealth, is iHealthInnovations.com. And uh, on Twitter, I'm HIT Advisor. I have a, a great following there with a great community. Uh, but then also This Just In. It's a weekly show that we host at 2.30 on Healthcare Now Radio. We also have a um, uh, page here and, and a broadcast network here at uh, Business Radio X, which is thisjustin.businessradiox.com. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, that's 24-7. So, I mean, there's lots of areas to find us. Again, on Twitter, HIT Advisor. You can also always go to justinbarnes.com. And I got a website there that has all my you know, speeches and testimonies and thought leadership and all that good stuff out there. And obviously all my radio shows and, and all there. So, right. and, and LinkedIn as well. Justin's very active on LinkedIn. So if you want to connect with him there, <laughs> sure. Justin Barnes, you can connect with him there. Yeah. So thank you so much, Justin, for being a guest. And um, please come back no, and thanks, uh, join Ryan. us again. So, Appreciate all right. And thank you listeners for joining us here today on this special edition of Atlanta Business Radio, featuring Justin Barnes and I health um, and his new company there. So if your company is out there doing something interesting and you would like to be featured on our program, send us your contact information on our website at businessradiox.com. Thank you to Stone Payton and Lee Cantor. And on behalf of the entire Business Radio X Network, I'm Ryan Redhawk McPherson. We will see you on the radio. 